Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. How are we doing today, Nick? I'm doing pretty darn good today, Jake, actually. How about yourself? Oh, yeah? Yeah. I uh, can't complain. Just been a hectic week at work again. Uh, just the end of the year is always hectic at work. Uh, so not as much Pokemon as I'd like, uh, but, you know, we always get our local games in online. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm doing pretty good, as you know. Um, you know, we yeah. finished up our Players League, uh, and mm-hmm. we had our exciting top four matchup between each other. I got that win off, so yeah. I was pretty happy ex- about that. And then the very next day, uh, we actually played that championship game. And unfortunately, I didn't win that one, but Colton took it home, and I can't wait. We're going to actually do a special episode uh, shortly in the future. It'll be our first bonus episode where we're actually going to interview Colton about that whole uh, experience for the league. Yeah, definitely. Uh, It was a a joy just having all of the local guys, and I couldn't be happier to see Colton take it. take the title for the first uh, season. He's worked hard and I've always considered him, you know, one of the guys to, to look out for locally, at least. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so stay tuned for that in the short future, actually. Definitely. But uh, enough about, you know, our league, Uh, we have a a super special guest. I've been a huge fan of, of him since I've started listening to uh, Pokemon podcasts. Um, And that is atrocious Jake from the Metapod. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? We are doing well. I'm happy to have you here. First time caller. Very, very <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> well, You're actually the only the second one that's called on our show. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I don't like to. Well, no, you should be the first to do stuff. But, you know, if, as long as there is second, I kind of know how this is going to go now. Yes. I don't have to set the tone. That's Definitely. True. That's true. But you get to set the tone for our first outside the group caller that is true you know yes Harper. i'll take that i'll take that <laughs> i'll take it I'll, I'll i'll wear that with pride there you go. tell us about yourself a little bit so i am a pokemon tcg well really at this point just like a pokemon content creator i play the tcg competitively just like y'all um but i also i also do a lot with the video games as well not necessarily competitive video games but um just like enjoying pokemon for what it is Uh, i go to grad school right now i work full-time go to school full-time i do video editing for some uh, full-time content creators including real breaking nate who a lot of people might know and then um pokemon cast who is kind of like the pokemon guy in terms of like podcasting or just pokemon news in general um so just a just a huge lover of pokemon and yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know about me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I, I've enjoyed uh, all of the content that I've seen you put out in the last uh, months since I've kind of ventured off and listened to, you know, podcasts and videos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're currently doing a, a Nuzlocke run. So I'll be doing, we had a, I got to beat a Gen 3 Pokemon game. So I decided to do Pokemon Emerald because that was like the, uh, I was like one of the first Pokemon games that I ever like seriously got into, like put in hundreds and hundreds of hours into. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 
I have to beat it. So I have this, uh, I have the Game Boy Advance player on the Nintendo GameCube and I have the ability to stream it. So I was like, you know what? I hate playing video games by myself. I rarely play video games or anything outside of like stream or YouTube content or anything like that. So I was like, I'll just do it on stream. Why not? And uh, we set up a goal on the stream. I was like, you know what? If we beat it or if we set, if we hit this goal, I'll nuzlock it. Um, nice. So if, for anyone who doesn't know what a nuzlock is, it's basically like a challenge run. You get one Pokemon like per route. And then if that Pokemon faints at any time during mm -hmm. the route, you cannot use it anymore. So it's very it's essentially dead. Yeah, it's essentially dead. And then you can put other restrictions like no items or, um, you know, you could have like other rules. So like if somebody donates a sub or something, they can choose whether to knock out a Pokemon which could be your best Pokemon on your oh, team. No. <laughs> or you could like revive a Pokemon back or different things. I'm going to try to spin the TCG into it. Um, I have a kind of a, for, for my listeners that end up watching this or my Twitch community that listens to this, uh, you'll, you'll know the secret. I've kind of been hiding it, but I'm going to incorporate the TCG a little bit into it, but it'll be, it'll be fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Just I can't, I'll have to tune in. Yeah. It's just a way to do something different, you know, not the regular old, same old, same old thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everybody can appreciate that because, uh, you know, things can get a little stale from time to time with uh, just the TCG in general. Mm -hmm. I feel that. So, local Jake, uh, I think we have some fun questions that we need to ask atrocious Jake here about, yeah. uh, you know, just, you know, again, kind of getting everyone a little gnome a little bit better. Yeah, so we're we're gonna you know any kind of any time we have a guest on, we're just gonna try to ask the same initial three questions and see you know what everybody because I'm sure everybody's gonna have different uh, answers to these questions. So uh, my first question to you is, what was the first ever starter Pokemon you you got from any game that you you know what, whatever generation you started in? What was the first starter Pokemon? So the first starter Pokemon that I ever picked was actually Bulbasaur. So I I got Pokemon Red from a babysitter. He had mm -hmm. gotten the new games at the time, and he didn't want his old red and blue, you know, anymore <laughs> yellow. So he gave it to he gave it to our family, and so I Pokemon Red is has a near and dear place in my heart, and I chose Bulbasaur. Finding out that Bulbasaur was actually OP, insane because yeah. Uh, special attack and special defense were combined and if you used growth on venusaur your venusaur was basically unstoppable it was awesome but yeah bulbasaur was my very first starter there, to, i did not expect that, that yeah, yeah easy to take out that brock <laughs> oh yeah well i mean at the time like when i started the game i had no idea that brock was a gym leader you know picking up the game the first time not really knowing anything about it yeah. um it just happened to work that way. And then it happened to work out that Misty was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike the yellow versions, when you start with Pikachu, you're like, uh, what do I do? Brock's unbeatable. <laughs> uh, all you got to do is just go to the, uh, well, I mean, hindsight's 2020. I've played through the first generation numerous times, whether that's mm -hmm. like, let's go fire red, red and blue. Um, all you got to do is just go to the west of Viridian to that route right next to mm -hmm. the, pokemon league and you get a mankey or a nidoran with double kick and boom brock's easy yeah ah oh, man you, you're you're way better at the at the video game than i was <laughs> i i i've played the video games a lot 
I've played the video games a ton. I've replayed them all. Yeah. Very awesome. Okay, so uh, and the next question I want to ask is what what is your favorite Pokemon just in general? Uh, any my, generation. My favorite Pokemon of all time is Rowlet. Um, I actually have a whole... for If you see like my stream or my YouTube videos, um, I have like a a bookshelf and they've got they've got a couple doors on the bottom and it's completely covered the doors are completely covered with rowlet cards from darkness ablaze that i've either like opened up on the channel or some people have sent me and stuff and rowlet is just so round i love rowlet <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a huge i'm huge into like round pokemon so you talk about like rowlet you talk about sphiel Man, I just love round Pokemon for some reason. I, I can't explain why. Voltorb? Voltorb's pretty cool, in my opinion. Nice. Don't get Jake started on his Electrode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. We did, like, a, a, a breakdown of the next set coming out, and we kind of did, like, a top ten, and I and he was my number one for, you know, impact on the meta. I think with him in combination of Bolton and, you know, Tag Call and, you know the the Tapu Coco. I just think it could have a, you know. We'll get into that. Later. We'll get a, a bit, into that later. yeah a big a big a big uh, <laughs> spot in the meta. But okay, and then the the last one I wanted to ask you is just what's your favorite uh, Pokemon card just in general um, since you've been playing. It doesn't have to be uh, the most powerful card. It can be because of art or effects or whatnot. Um, what's the favorite card you of yours? I want to say the Darkness of Blaze Rowlet because I literally have like 50 of them. <laughs> but okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it off into a different direction. I'll go the Lily and Clefairy Dream League promo card that was exclusive to Japan. Oh, wow. That's my favorite card that I own. So if you in, in Japan, if you bought a booster box of the set Dream League, which is a subsection of Cosmic Eclipse, essentially, with the character rares and stuff, Mm -hmm. um if you bought a box of that at a card shop they gave you a promo of a character rare of lily and clefairy and it never it never came to the states or anywhere else in the world outside of japan so mm -hmm. um sun and moon is pretty pretty nice in my heart because uh that that was the era when ultra sun ultra moon came out i got back into pokemon from my too cool for pokemon phase you mm -hmm. know so uh, I, I love Sun and Moon a lot, and uh, Lily is Lily's a nice character. I really liked her in the anime and um, the video games as well. And so that that card being only in Japan and me having it right now is is unreal. It's so beautiful of a card. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's a really cool artwork. That's actually I, it's it's got the colors on it. It's not like too vibrant. It's it's the the mood of it is very happy with mm -hmm. Lily and Clefairy being there, kind of moving around. And, you know, Lily cards are usually pretty expensive, especially the yeah. fourth. But yeah. this the promo is not that expensive. So it's if you're if you're a Lily collector, I guess, you know, this doesn't break the bank. Nice. Very awesome. That's really cool. All right. So, you know going in you know that's that's basically into our icebreaker round but uh you know you know we, we were talking about this right before we started up the podcast uh you know jake what you know how did you get into the trading card game you know we, uh, we i know listeners of your podcast you've talked about it a little bit that you've kind of only played for competitively for a year but like 
um, you know, what made you decide to get into this game? So I've always, as I mentioned, like I've been playing the Pokemon games for so long and, um, I was a, I was actually a student athlete in college. I swam at my university and, um, I suffered a, uh, lower spine fracture that kind of put me out of my collegiate career, you know, forced to retire. And as I was like laying down and in bed, you know, with my brace on and stuff and like not being able to really do anything. Um, I was binging actually old, like world championships, uh, North American internets. And at first I was just watching the video game because like I grew up playing the video games, but then like through the recommendeds and stuff, I, I saw the card games and I was like, Oh my gosh, like there's actually a card game, like a, a legit playable card game. And, you know, I had the cards growing up and, I never opened up packs or anything like that. It was all like secondhand stuff, but Mm -hmm. just like being able to see that people played the card game and that it was a legit thing was like really cool. And you know, when I, when I would get sad, I would get, uh, I would, I would go buy some Pokemon cards, you know, buy some packs because pack opening is fun. And then I started started reading the cards and then I, I read the code cards about how you could play online for free. And so I downloaded it and, started streaming it because i hate playing games alone so i was like might as well see if one person shows up and then all of a sudden i'm playing five days of four or five days a week that's awesome that's it's super pretty, awesome that's, that's, it's pretty crazy yeah that's a that's definitely i did not expect that to be the how it got to this you know um you you know you say you this is kind of your first uh you know tabletop card game that you play you know what made you decide to get more competitively involved you know i I know that you mentioned you're streaming it but um that's kind of a in my opinion that's kind of a leap between the two playing it for fun casually and enjoying it but getting into it competitively what made you decide to kind of go down that route so i was i was streaming it on twitch before i decided to go competitive and i had met a couple people through like chat and stuff that were part of the community that were like hey, you know, there's an event that's going on here soon. It's called North American International Championships. And I had, I didn't know anything about what that was, but North American International Championships, okay, sounds like a pretty big deal in my opinion. <laughs> so I, I found out that it was in Ohio. I currently reside in Indianapolis, Indiana. So that's – Columbus, Ohio is not actually that far away, mm-hmm. especially because I have – my sister lives in Ohio with her husband. Um, so we, my brother and I, I dragged my brother along cause he, if I want to go do something, he'll be down to do it as well. So we, we both went, I took him to the championships with me and, you know, it was so cool again to see like an actual Pokemon tournament and all the different factors that go into like a international championship or regional or anything like that. And then I saw actually a person there that had a t-shirt that said Pokemon University Indianapolis and me being in Indianapolis I was like I went up to this guy and I was like hey where do you play Pokemon because I want to play <laughs> you know like yeah I want to start going and yeah. he told me where it was and when they meet and I started going over there and it ended up being it I mean it's my it's my local play it's my comfort zone you know going to the store and playing because um, it's a wonderful group of people and I just love, I not only love Pokemon so much, but, you know, I love, I have a competitive edge, you know, I've always had a competitive edge. So 
being in this game made me feel competitive again in something and something that I love doing. So that's, I mean, and then after NAIC, I just decided like, Hey, I want to be, I want to be a player. I want to hit the big stage someday. I want to be, get a shot at like going to world championships and qualifying. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, it's a, it's, it's, it's been a wild ride. You know what? I, I honestly, that's the same kind of thing uh, for Jake and I, I believe. We're, we're both sports backgrounds also before we really hit the yep. tabletop scenes. Uh, Jake's hockey, I was baseball. And so, you know, it's you know kind of interesting. And I, I agree with you 100% there. I was, you know, when I started getting into competitive play, it was one of those things. It was like, you know, I, was, I wasn't playing a sport anymore. And this hit that, that like, you know, that's that little thing in the back of my mind that's like i really want to compete and yeah you know i, I was doing it with other games but still now doing it with pokemon also yeah so definitely like i was crazy. the same yeah i, I mean it, especially the competitive edge that you have to itch you know because there's mm -hmm. like that identity with being a student athlete and then once that's like gone you're like well i i still want to have that identity of being competitive mm -hmm. yeah and I, I feel that pokemon feels that rather well pokemon's it, interesting competitively yeah, it is, and it's why, and I agree. When talking about community, I think that's so important for these these games, these card games and tabletop games. So you know, Jake and I again, we're we're really happy. We're we're a pretty small group locally right now, but it's each month it's still growing for us, and you know, everyone that joins us, it's been wonderful. So uh, you know, getting in, finding that strong community right for the get go for you too. You know, that's great to hear. Yeah, it like it's it definitely set off like being able to so like one of my best buddies now that I'm out of college is a, someone that I met at league, you know, and like we traveled to different events together and he's got he's got a better job than I do cuz I'm in graduate school now so I'm still a broke college kid so <laughs> so like if I need cards for a specific deck, you know, he'll he'll let me borrow the cards and play whatever deck I feel like playing that day and like that's 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 one of the great things about like having have making friends in pokemon yeah, yeah definitely the community is awesome and supportive and we have a lot of similar things here hey, we need a card or whatnot anybody's really willing to shell that out for the for the given tournament or whatnot mm -hmm. um did do you guys um currently get to play at your league nights with the pandemic going on so we kind of dabbled a little bit into um, we kind of dabbled a little bit into online tournaments. We have a Discord server. We don't really do too much um, now. Our store specifically doesn't do tournaments as of right now, or even local league nights, because the store is actually a comic book store. So like Pokemon or like Pokemon League doesn't generate money for them. Mm -hmm. So if if since they're doing very well, thankfully, I'm super happy they're doing very well. Since they do very well, they don't need to hold league. And it's probably the best idea in my opinion, because like, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be at a risk. I kind of live high profile because I am, I'm around student athletes. I'm on a campus mm -hmm. and stuff like that for my job. So I would hate to, even if league was going on right now, I don't even know if I'd be able to go to it. I know there's some places around that do it, but again, I just, I don't, I just don't know if I can just because of my profile. I would hate to like 
you know, get it from someone there and then bring it to a bunch of our student athletes or yeah, vice versa, sense. you know, get it, it from student sense. athletes and do that. Yeah. Completely understandable. It's always better to play it safe during this time anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So getting into more talks about the game right now, you know, um, one of the things, you know, Jake and I were doing some research, you know, when, since you when you first agreed to join us for this, um, you know, we were, I think we both poured ourselves into listening to every episode, try to watch a bunch of stuff. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is that, you know, you said in one of your episodes that you actually dislike the Sword and Shield meta right now. Why is that? And what changes would you make to improve the game at this point if you could? So I think the biggest thing about the Sword and Shield meta is that it is made incredibly turbo, especially when Zacian was introduced. You have the deck like ADP Zacian. Everybody, I mean, if you don't know that deck as a competitive <laughs> player, man, I wish I could play your ladder games. But, like, <laughs> but uh, with ADP Zacian, it's come to a point in the meta to where if you can't if you have a deck that can't beat ADP Zacian, you lose. Now, ADP Zacian might not be the best deck in format, but it is it is the most popular deck. So with the majority of the field being ADP Zacian, like even though it's not the best deck, you have to be able to beat it. And so because ADP Zacian is so fast now, having like Intrepid Sword, having Boss's Orders, Dedene, Crobat, Mawile now as well people mm-hmm. implementing mawiles into their list within the last couple months you have to go as fast as that deck and it's very hard to do that without the without the opportunity of playing you know Dedene crobats yourself and i don't know many decks at all that don't play that besides from like decidui or maybe altaria even like a deck like mad party plays Dedene. You know, yeah. Mad Party is meant to be a just a single one prize deck. And so then you also have to have the format of, well, my deck has to beat ADP before an ultimate race. And so not only do you have to be able to go as fast as it, you have to be able to have such a heavy hitter. And so the way to do that is, you know, tag teams. You have VMAXs, these gigantic Pokemon that just hit absurd amounts of damage so quickly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, whether you're playing VMAXs in the format or you know whether you have to play Dedenes or Crobats to keep up with the meta, even if you're like a one-prizer like Mad Party, boss, boss, alter creation, you lose. The game is over within five turns. I mean, I... The only decks that I really feel like I can play games that are longer than five, six turns are Luke Metal and Decidueye, which are both meant to really slow down the meta to really uh, deter people from doing what they want to do. And they're almost like counters in a sense. So I don't think that this format has been a lot of fun for me i'm still playing in it and i'm still creating content in it because i feel like as a player if you're not continuously practicing you can't get better you know yeah um so that's that's the big issue that i have with this format i think adpz's gx is just too big too influencing 
And then I also don't in general, like really like tag teams or, or V maxes. I think V maxes are a step in the right direction, but I, I still think that they're not healthy for the game for a card game such as this. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting approach. Um, with the tag team talk there, is it, is it because of the fact that they, they accelerate energy or, you know, like Picarom did, or is it because of the, the GX attacks themselves? I know, you know, that's going back into alter creation kind of being its own problem, but you know, is it along those lines or is it just because, um, you know, they're multi, when you do defeat one, one, you take a lot more prizes. So I think it, I think it mostly comes down to the three prize effect of playing a tag team now they tried to help out with island challenge amulet but like island challenge amulet's not that great <laughs> of, uh, especially because when mm -hmm. it was printed i think lysander labs was in the format get around that pretty easily and then um now that tool scrapper's back like i don't i don't think island challenge amulet's really that good of a card but or i don't think it really has been a good of a card it's it was really only great in blacephalon when um that was running around and even by the time of the cosmic eclipse format you know big blacephalon gx was not that great of a deck after cosmic eclipse was printed so yeah just like tag teams being tag teams being those three prizes like the games can end just so quickly and you look at formats just like a year prior to tag teams being printed you know you have zorark you know you have uh decidui decks those games i watch a lot of retro stuff Mm -hmm. And I look at a lot of uh, retro cups that are going on right now, like online events through like, I think Limitless has been doing a majority of them, but some yeah. other places do it as well. Um, you look at those decks and you watch those games and they're just so much more strategic, right? It's not about like, okay, let me hit boss boss first. You know, yeah. it's, it's mm -hmm. about like placing damage in certain places. It's about hitting this Pokemon. So then, you know, they they can't use it anymore and then go into this next turn and have to try to power up this next Pokemon right away. Like it's such a different play style, but this, the one good thing I'll say about this era of play with the sword and shield meta is that it does very favorably for new players, which is something that I don't think Pokemon has really done for in the game until the release of sword and shield base set. Yeah, that, that was actually going to be my next question for you with, you know, with the Sword and Shield and for people who are just coming into the game, you know, how do you feel that that impacts them? And like, where do you think they should actually be starting? You know, like if they're if they're just brand new right now. So if you're just brand new, I would 12 out of 10 recommend playing ADP Z. I mean, I, I hate ADP Zacian. You know, I, 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 I've already mentioned that before, but the deck is so linear and the deck is very, it's very good that I think that no matter what skill level you are, I think that you can excel with it, in my opinion. It's not like I'm picking up a Rangaroo Pidgeotto Control from mm -hmm. last rotation my my favorite deck cosmic eclipse pidgeotto control was my favorite deck by far <laughs> i love that i love that deck so much but anyways it's not like a starter person someone who just started playing can pick that deck up and win a league cup with it right but adp mm -hmm. zashian 
if you generally know what to do, hit Alter Creation as soon as you can, and then use Ultimate Raid to power up your Zacians. Like, that's a pretty linear game plan. Chase the Dedenes, chase the Crobats. Yeah. That's a pretty linear game plan that most every player can understand. And obviously, you know, you have you have different... Like, there, there are definitely different qualities within an ADP Zacian player who has... You know, who may be like Tord Reckliff, one of the greatest players in the game right now, compared to myself, you know, who hasn't been playing nearly as long or hasn't had as much success as him to where like your sequencing, you know, matters. Knowing what Pokemon to grab at what point, you know, um, being able to discard things because you believe that you're because you know that the your opponent is playing a heavy Marnie deck. You know, so you play you play your extra quick balls and stuff, or you you try to discard as much as possible. You know, using your mm -hmm. opponent's resources like Viridian Force to get the energy in the discard. You know, those are some niche things that make a player from a good player to a great player. But that doesn't mean that a good player or a new player can't pick up ADP Zashin and do well with it, like in a tournament. If that makes sense. No, that's actually really interesting because that's why um, you know you're kind of like saying you know. ADP here, if I'm interpreting this correctly, is a really good way to learn the game, even with a, as from a competitive standpoint, because of that linearity, that path to get to victory for it. Mm -hmm. so and that, then, like through other decks, you can pick up like the actual like proper sequencing and things like that, and and proper statistics of like, okay, I know that if I play like you're supposed to play great ball before you play quick ball. Right, that might not make sense to the average person because you think uh, sense to a person because you think like, okay, if I play a quick ball, then that's one less Pokemon for my great ball to find. But if I play the great ball first, you know, there's there's one more card in the deck for it to maybe not find. I think I said that correctly. It, it, it like makes sense in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I get what you. I think we get what you're saying there. Um, yeah, my mic just cut out, so I had to. I kind of missed all that, but I was just going to go along the lines of saying, yeah, yeah, with the ADP, with the newer players, it, it will make it easier for them to uh, just jump right in with uh, the whole league battle uh, deck that's coming out soon, where they can just show up to a, a random tournament and buy that set and go in and, you know, have a, a decent uh, chance of having some kind of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because it... And then it leans back into what you were saying earlier with the fact that if you're not if you're not bringing ADP, ADPZ, then you you have to you have to account for it's going to be showing up there. So mm -hmm, especially yeah. with that pack coming out, well, you know it'll be kind of explosives. I personally am probably never going to play it because I'm just <laughs> I'm bitter like that. That's just me. Um, uh, so Jake, uh, do you want to do, you want to go into the player cup real quick? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. I can go into the Players' Cup. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, so um, you know, it closed. For... It closed this uh, uh, Monday. Monday, and uh, you know, I think a question that a lot of people are on their minds: Did you make it? I personally did not make it. The point cap was eighty-nine points. That was top two fifty-six, and you had to make ninety to at least make you know, above because 89 was tied. There were a lot of players with 89. Mm -hmm. I personally had 79 points, but I also played seven different decks throughout the entire <laughs> thing. And I, I kind of spread out my games throughout the entire month. 
Okay. Yeah, and I, I wanted to ask you why do that deck variance? Was it tr for a learning purpose, or was it more along the lines of just to kind of look at the meta from as many angles as you could? So I wanted to play a variety of different decks because that's just who I am. Um, especially online when I like own all, like it's one thing to be able to play a variety of different decks when you own the IRL cards, because that like, that costs a lot of money, but for, for PTCGO, it's much easier to have like, you know, a play set of Dedenes, a play set of Crobats, play set of Eternatus VMAX, play set of, uh, Zashians and things like that. So, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to play a variety just to kind of see how it goes you know, what maybe like a bunch of different matchups, like how the Luke metal mirror match goes, you know, what that comes down to, what the, um, what the Picaron versus Luke metal matchup goes or what the Decidui meta looks like against, uh, against any of these decks and how these decks react to Decidui. And, and that's just me. I like to look at it at a holistic perspective. I definitely think though, reflecting on it, well, actually, I probably I knew this actually going in. I think I said this like the first week of the podcast or something. You should you should have only played like one deck. You should have only picked one archetype and you should have stuck with it. Um, because then you get like not only do you get that practice on the archetype, but you're constantly mm -hmm. fresh on that archetype, things like that. And, you know, like I. I I was a little bit scattered, scattered around. There were only three decks where I played 10 or more games with. Okay. What were those three? Um, so those three, I played Pikaram for 10 games because I personally kind of enjoyed Pikaram. Uh, Pikachu Zekrom is just a fantastic card. It's a beautiful card. Does I agree. Does very, very well. <laughs> very strong. I played 11 tournaments with Decidui. Decidui Obstagoon specifically. Um, I, again, I just want the meta to be slower. So I played... <laughs> I, played just, I actually played against one of you two in Did one of the really? tournaments. Yeah, I was playing, I believe I was playing Decidueye. Um, and I gave the hello hard and and y'all y'all didn't respond. Oh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> okay, it, it well, probably, what, what would, it probably would have been me, to be honest with you, because... I, I think it was you. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, and was, was I in my Eternatus kick at that point? Where, where was it? Yeah, like, you were playing Eternatus. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I had just Come switched on, off of playing uh, Decidugoon. Like, I was... I was <laughs> Strictly Decidugoon for about 20 games in there. And uh, he gave me two 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 victories but uh yeah so but i i love playing decision that's that's why uh but yeah then i switched to attorneys because i was having no luck and yeah I, that was like this past weekend it was oh, like yeah, right yeah, before yeah. you guys asked me to jump on uh, yeah that was definitely me then <laughs> oh yeah wow. that's funny yeah, so who won that game I, oh I'm, definitely I'm him I, definitely him yeah i had such a bad I run. <laughs> i i was uh i was kind of teched out for or ready to be able to combat like Eternatus, especially because you were playing like the heavy scoop up that zigzagoon version. I was, I, still so I was, that. yeah, I was ready for that. Um, my deck is kind of ready for that, or my variant. Mm -hmm. So then, but, Nick, that leads me to how did you end up doing in the Players Cup? Uh, over and what decks did you kind of go through? I, I was, a, I varied also quite a bit. Um, you know, we talked about it early when we were first our couple episodes. Uh, I started off with the Inteleon. Um, trying to see how that would go. Had no mm -hmm. success with Inteleon. Um, then switched over to the Torkoal V. I didn't make it, uh, long story short. I, I didn't 
actually make this uh but that was fine i'm still newer to the game competitively and just in general so i use yeah. this as primarily as learning and it's definitely helped me a, a long way to just kind of understanding not really the sequencing we were talking about earlier but more along the lines of you know there's certain decisions mid game that you have to make or even early game against adp that kind of impact how i've seen that impact my deck and i got to learn from there so plus being able to try and adapt to the meta that was that was kind of a different thing because we you know jake uh, you know local jake and i uh we've talked about this quite a bit it changed so rapidly over the over oh, every month. week it would it changed every week or not even over like a week period it was almost every couple days it's like luke metal was good then then Scorch was good and then adp was back to king and then it just kind of kept going in this kind of weird circle yeah the the meta the thing the good thing about this meta right now is that it's constantly like evolving like i remember when rotation happened and everybody including myself just kind of wrote off pika rom we're like mm -hmm. well, i i mean you don't have e-power you don't have thunder mountain like how is pika rom relevant right like it, it can't really keep up with the speed yeah. of the meta and then now you look at it and pika rom with the hammers everything's got hammers right now burr yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. The hammers is doing really well and it's 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 up there as one of the better decks in the format right now so that's the one good thing that I will say about the meta that com I, I said this on the podcast. It's better than the um, Ultra Prism to Sword and Shield base set meta, where that meta just absolutely sucked. I hated yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was really oppressive. There was just ADPZ, and then you got Chichino Mill. And then if you weren't playing those two, it was just like. You, you might you as doing? well just not play. You might as well just pay $5 to sit and watch. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can feel you there. <laughs> All right, well, uh, atrocious, Jake. What did you think of the Players' Cup as a whole? This new version for the Players' Cup two that compared to one, and you know, I didn't play in Players' Cup one. Actually, I thought that the event ticket system, to where you had to use your tickets spontaneously, whether because they didn't give you any notice about needing to use those tickets or save those tickets, I decided not to play in it at all because mm -hmm. um, I was like, I don't. I hate it. Like I hate how this is run. And I still think the players cup is kind of badly run because it, it takes out countries like Singapore and such that have a bunch of good players. Mm -hmm. um, especially like uh Cashman. Do you know who I'm talking about with that on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of him. So Cashman, I mean, he's one of the shout outs to him. He's one of the most dedicated online tournament players. You know, he's in just about every single online tournament. So Shout outs to him and, you know, for someone like that to be left out that puts so much into the game, like that's that's heartbreaking to me, you know, especially because they had they hold this wide event and they're like, oh, Players Cup world champion. It, no, like you're you're leaving out so many areas like you're leaving out Japan, you're leaving out you're leaving out Singapore, like all these wonderful like Shintaro Ito is still playing in the Pokemon trading card game people mm -hmm. like he's he's really good <laughs> you know so it's yeah. it's a weird it's a weird meta and so i don't have much to compare it to there because i didn't play in there but the second player's cup i will say what i found is that a lot of the times you're going to face adp in the first round i think 
I would, I think it was about 39 to 40. It was like 39% of my first rounds were all ADPZ. And so again, Mm -hmm. if you can't beat ADPZ, you're probably not going to be able to keep up with the meta and you're probably not going to be able to do well with tournaments. Cause think about if I had a, uh, Oh geez. Maybe I had like a fighting deck that maybe I played Hitmon. Hitmon Wombo Combo. Imagine that deck mm-hmm. is good because you know it beats up on Pikaram, it beats up on Eternatus, and just like it did on Zorark and Pikaram back in the like 2018 days. Let's just say that deck was good. One prize deck. It doesn't matter because the deck doesn't do enough against decks like ADPZ. I mean, you look at Mad Party is an even better example because Mad Party, when we looked at the first uh, the first couple online tournaments that banned ADP, you know, after the whole outrage on Twitter of like, oh, we need to ban ADP. ADP yeah, should definitely. be banned. Yeah. You know, Mad Party ended up winning the first non-ADP tournament. Ended up winning the entire thing. And it's basically irrelevant <laughs> in a meta with ADP because why? It... Yeah. It loses. Yeah. It loses. Yeah, definitely. The, it, <laughs> the, the, the prize trade-off, it just it can't keep up. Uh, it usually takes what two to three turns before it could really start smacking hard, and by that time, he's already ultra creationed and probably bossed one to Dene up. Well, uh, it's it, not it's, even. It's not even that it can't. I mean, yes, it doesn't hit enough damage, but like two eighty is a lot. Like two eighty yeah. for any deck, especially when they got big charm, and now you're trying to hit three ten. Yeah, like for any deck, that's tough. Not even yeah. a Tardis VMAX could hit three ten, mind you. They have to use like Zigzagoon pings. They have to use the Slowbro or the Toxicroak build to be able mm-hmm. to manipulate the amount of damage that they're doing every turn. So, long story short, ADP is bad. But <laughs> yeah, I think most people would agree with you. But at the same, you know, sense, it's. It, I mean, it, it is. Not, I wouldn't say good for the game, but like you said, back with like newer players to suggest that. I mean. I guess there's a place for it, but Pokemon's it's doing per- a lot of the TPCI is doing a lot with newer players, whether that's the trainer's toolkit or the battle arena decks or the mm-hmm. battle Academy as well. Um, so I think that especially during the pandemic, when people are just sitting at home, you know, and they're not really going out and doing anything. This is the perfect time to, I don't think they plan this out obviously. Cause like that's a whole conspiracy theory that we can, lose our minds over but this is the best time to adhere to newer players because you know like they they don't have to go out to events they don't have to try they could just play on ladder and they can learn how to play and spend this time not having to worry about you know being like uh judged in a league or outcasted in a league for not being a good player per se um although i think i think most places probably wouldn't do that anyways no i think you know, no matter the skill level, there's always something to be learned from basically any player, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't matter if they've had success or not. I've in multiple different kind of games, uh, you know, if I was quote unquote better than that that player or what, I, I still learn lessons and I always respect their opinions. Um, you know, I might not always agree, but you know, at least I, I'm you know, and I feel like most people are just willing to listen to them and, and you know, you have a discussion about stuff like that. So it shouldn't be kind of a shaming kind of thing yeah i i think the one thing that i i miss from the in real life uh play is the fact that like in the players cup i can't just talk to the person right afterwards 
um, and be like, you know, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, you know, like, or get, the, you know, hear their feedback. If, you know, uh, that's the interaction that I kind of like that post game talk, um, yeah. that mm-hmm. it, 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 for newer players right now, I think they would get to learn even more from, but this was, you know, again, is a great way to build the newer base once a uh, new player base. And then once things can go real life, you know, you might have this, explosive scene of a lot more players than ever before which will be really good yeah Yeah. i mean the first uh the first league challenge that i went to as a competitive player um i played greens blacephalon because blacephalon (laughs) i mean what what was the new set that came out during that time it was right before unified minds came out set cosmic eclipse no 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 i mean it it was in between like unbroken bonds and uh cosmic or I'm sorry, Unbroken Bonds and Unified Minds because it was before Worlds. Okay, um, that was... So I'll have to look it up because I was right before our time. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I think Unbroken Bonds and Unified Minds were right next to each other in release. But mm-hmm. anyways, during that time, like after NAIC and before Worlds, I was playing in this League Cup and I had no idea how to play Baby Blacephalon. The buddy that I had met at the North American Internets, I'd become friends with and um i was afraid i was like man i don't i don't know if i can do well with with the deck my muck muck deck i made a <laughs> muck muck tag team deck because that's just the cards that i had pulled and so he gave me his blacephalon deck and he was like here play this and so i round one i faced up against michael pramwatt because he lives in my local area and goes to my local league michael pramwatt I believe at this point has the most regionals out of any like regional victories out of any Pokemon player in the history of the game. Oh, so wow. he's pretty good. <laughs> so he, just, he steamrolled steam really me round one. He steamrolled me round one. And I, I really, I recognize that he was a good player because he steamrolled me. And I was like, Hey, how would you play this deck? Like in, in because he had, he had wiped me so fast that we had all this time before the next round. And, he told me like, oh, you're playing this Blacephalon list here. Show me like spread out your cards. Show me the list. And he was like, you need to be able to do this, that, and the other. And you need to be able to do X, Y, Z. And when I'm playing this, he was playing Zap Beast, um, which was Zapto's Spirit Tomb um, and like uh, Buzzwool and all those cards. Very cool deck. Um, he was like, against me specifically, you want to do this, that, and the other. And so, like, we, we, he showed me like a couple scenario moments, and, mm-hmm. you know, that I was 0 and 1 to start. And then I went 3 and 1 afterwards with a deck that I literally just picked up, no practice games or whatever, all because yeah. this, all because this guy decided to help out this newer player at the local league. And I don't, that, that can never happen in a in an online like format of like ladder and stuff because you you end the game and then unless you're already friends or whatever you you'd never speak to each other again yeah definitely yep yep uh real quick we're gonna take a small step back because i forgot to actually ask panux jake um how did you do actually in the players cup uh well it was like it was wavy for me. Uh, I I started out with the Eternatus, and and like I said, I those first few tournaments, uh, like the first eighteen tournaments, I think I had something like fifty keys or something. Yeah, I had. Uh, let's see. Let me go back to my notes real quick. Um, I had. 
atrocious jake we're, we're yeah, yeah, we yeah, take sorry. a lot of notes we take a lot of notes when we play because we're from no our... that's good yeah that's well, what you're supposed to do yeah i mean that's yeah. why from where we learned from our competitive games in the past and especially it's a little we find it's a little bit easier in this game because um it's a lot easier to track the type of decks that you're facing compared to like when we were playing x-wing you know the variations in that could vary so wildly it was just like okay i just yeah. played x number of games um, yeah so, so it's nice to, to actually get this bigger better breakdown yeah oh, yeah i mean that's the that's the one thing that i recommend to like newer players you know if you can't like record your gameplay or whatever you know get out a pen and paper start writing down like things that you think you did right think about things that you didn't do right what your opponent's goal was what they ended up like if you're if you're facing adpz you know maybe saying oh they boss ko Dedene, write that down you know oh they boss ko Dedene, write that down and then you realize yeah. like oh an adp's list probably wants to hit my Dedenes. <laughs> yeah you know so that's like that's the that's the one thing that i recommend because that's how you that's how you learn yeah so after 18 games i had 48 points and so i was feeling good with the with the turn of this and then i just started breaking out and after I was uh, at 29 reps, I was at 55 points. So not quite a bit, uh, n not really much uh, in the way of success at that point. And so at that point, I took a week off. Um, then I kind of re refocused with uh, the Senescorch with the, uh, with the um, Magneton. Uh, and I guess that was the right medical for the, the time period I started in. I, I won like four events in a row. And it boosted me back up. But long story short, I guess I, I made the cut uh, at 96 points. There you go. There uh, you so go. I, was, I, was, I was happy with myself. Uh, you know, it, there was a lot be. of ups did, and downs. You worked really hard on that. So Yeah, I was happy with myself being this is my first, like, kind of major kind of Pokemon event. Um, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I, I, I'm very uh, nervous about the next set of rounds and see where we're at. It'll be it'll be interesting um, to see how like the meta evolves, but then also like in the step after that with Vivid Voltage being like the first Players Cup. Yes. Where like the top sixteen or whatever it was, you know, had to play a blind meta with Darkness Ablaze. Yeah. So yeah, isn't that uh, so? The next set of rounds is going to be with uh, with the new set coming out too, right? I don't believe so because the set becomes legal on like the third Friday of the month that it's released in. Yeah. Okay. And I would, I think games start before that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I don't, it just ended the other day. I don't even know if you've gotten the email yet of like, you made it. I have not. Like, from, should... from what I've heard on Twitter, I think Thursday was the day that they were sending them out. Uh, so yeah, as of that would, this that would make was... sense. Yeah. Give them a couple days to knock out people that, you know, maybe didn't didn't have their pop ID connected or something or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe ended up being a, a, a senior instead of a master, which is another thing that I have a problem with in the Players Cup is that they're not a let they're not letting seniors or yep. juniors play, which yeah, is it should a change. be for everybody, Crazy. I think, because we because in my local area, we have quite literally two of the top like 15 seniors in the world. <laughs> Or something but absurd it, like that. So it's in like Indiana Pokemon water. 
Uh, yeah, we I mean, might need to make a trip like, down there. <laughs> like we got, we got Pram, we got Azul lives in our local area. Like we have, we have these great seniors and, and those are just the big names. Like our, our not even big names are really good too. And um, mm-hmm. we have some other regional champions in there in my local area. So like, it's a pretty good area to learn how to play Pokemon and be competitive. In that's, my opinion. That's awesome. I think we need to make a road trip when the pandemic's over, Nick. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. You, you can expect we'll be out there eventually. We've Hit done it up. before. We've done it before. So, <laughs> I think Gen Con has a Pokemon tournament every year. I don't think they give out CP, but Gen uh, Con usually yeah. has a Pokemon tournament that you can compete in. So that way you can do like Gen Con stuff, but you can also compete in Pokemon. Nice, nice. All right, uh, I think we're kind of winding down to our last couple questions here. You know, we you, you hinted at it a little bit ago. One of them being how the game is going to change with vivid voltage. So what are what what are you most looking forward to with vivid voltage and what card do you think will have the most impact uh, to the to the meta when that gets released? So I think that one of the heaviest hitters for the vivid voltage has got to be Aegislash. Um, Aegislash for those of you that don't know is Aegislash V which is a metal Pokemon that is going to pretty much help ADPZ a lot. Um, If you look at it for metal, metal, colorless as a basic Pokemon with 210 HP, it has 130 damage. Ignore all effects of your opponent's active Pokemon when doing this damage. That means the one deck that can really beat ADPZ, which is Decidueye, it now can't win because... Alter creation with Sonic Edge, unless Decidueye starts playing something like a Big Charm, which can mm-hmm. kind of hurt the deck in itself because it also depends on that big parasol. It you, Sonic Edge knocks it out. There's your win con. And with Aegislash having the grass resistance, yep. <laughs> like yep. I don't I don't know how Decidueye beats ADPZ at that point because I mean it can all their decisions can just get one shot. You have to try to trap something in the active. And with like bird keeper, um, Toby, you know, that's the tech that they just have to play is bird keeper, Toby, or start playing Mallow and Lana. Cause everybody's playing switches at this point. If you're not playing mm-hmm. switches in your deck, like I don't, I don't, I don't know many meta decks that can play switches or that don't play switches. Yeah. Um, but one of the cards that I'm excited about that is kind of flying a little bit under the radar. I actually talked about this on the Metapod when we went over um i think it was legendary heartbeat when that set came out is the banette in the set cuz i think banette would be really cool in combination not mainly with dragapult but probably some other spread decks like a decidui as well so if you don't know what banette is it is a stage 1 evolves from shuppet it's a 90 hp pokemon which isn't that big but you're never attacking with it anyways and its ability is called Devo Curse. Once during a turn, when you play this card from your hand to evolve a Pokemon, you may de-evolve one of your opponent's benched evolved Pokemon and put the highest stage evolution card onto it into your opponent's hand. And this is super interesting to me, especially from Dragapult, is because you face up... A, one of Dragapult's main problems is it cannot keep up with like VMAXs because yeah. VMAXs and even tag teams are too big. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're, they just got too much freaking HP. 
So if you have this Bennett, you know, you've chipped twice or even once on a VMAX, you know, you boss up, you boss up something else that you can hit into. Maybe you set up damage on a Dedenne earlier because that's what you do as uh Dragapult. You try to put a couple damage counters on Dedenne so then you can boss it up, KO it with your max phantasm, and then put your damage places. If you boss up a Dedenne and then you use Bennett to de-evolve a damage VMAX on the bench, you de-evolve it, it has too many damage counters on it, so the V is ended up knocking out, putting yeah. the VMAX into their hand, and then knocking out a Dedenne in the process with your attack while also setting up another Pokemon. I think that combo is actually super freaking cool. Uh, I don't know how good it will work in Dragapult, at least, because Eternatus is a huge gatekeeper to Dragapult, obviously. I mean... Oh everybody yeah. i think everybody saw think, that with the release but but yeah if you if you do the energy denial and on top of that uh it might have a fighting chance to actually yeah like the take Clefable that out has, the clefable has done really well and then yeah. crushing hammer is just a good card in general kind of nice that we don't have like team flare grunt in this format uh yeah because that would that would make the crushing hammers feel even worse but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm i'm really excited about Bennett. Um, and then the metal energy as well, the special metal energy that uh, doesn't let metal Pokemon have a weakness. Yep. Yeah, weakness guard weakness metal entirely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it sucks. I mean, I, I say it sucks. It's really good, but it's yeah. great for ADPZ, which I don't want to be good. Right. Yeah, they they keep getting toys uh, like every set. It's just like it's absurd. it just keeps getting stronger. I, I they want what... it to be a good thing, I guess. I don't think it was planned in all honesty. I don't think when I don't think TPCI sat down when they were creating ADPZ and they mm -hmm. were like like cuz you look at when ADPZ was first created, they it was paired with Keldeo. Yeah. And that deck was okay. That deck was only okay if you were just straight up playing like a GX deck, which yeah. there were a couple of those at the time. But it was definitely not ADP was definitely not as strong as it was now. The GX, we were like, okay, the GX is really, really good, but the deck itself is just not it's not super OP. Um, but I don't think they I don't think they sat down when they made ADP and they're like, you know what? We're gonna make this Zashian that's gonna be absurd. <laughs> like super good and good, super good with it. And then we're gonna put metal saucer as well. So like it's even ultra powerful and then yeah, I don't. I think this was accidental. Yeah, this combination. Most games, the you know, car, all most of these games, especially these card games where there's so many interactions and you, you know the rotation is a certain way. You know, it, it's these are gonna go under the radar. They they forget mm -hmm. about it. Like it, it's just it's honestly easy to even forget about cards entirely. And you know, Jake and I have experienced that with our yeah. games in the past. And you know. So developers, I I never accuse the developer until I hear them actually say good. That's what we wanted to happen. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, you know, again, I I agree. Yeah, I think that's I think this was a an unfortunate mistake that has happened for the game that ADP is the way it is right now. And you know, each time they do release, it will be interesting once this, you you know, like if this was a non ADP world, like 
you know that 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 metal that i would just say that metal energy special metal energy would be amazing just because it'd be like wow metal has a fighting chance against fighter fire now and here mm-hmm. it's like this just helps everything for them yeah 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 i mean luke metal is gonna look pretty decent now that they don't have to play weakness guard because now they can they can play the uh the metal energy and not have to worry about like okay i gotta make sure that i hit a metal energy this turn because yeah. that because that weakness guard is a metal energy yep. yeah and not only that they have the the new hero's bath too which just makes them even more tanky on top of not having uh that fire weakness anymore mm-hmm. so it'll be it'll interesting be... to see luke, luke metal as well yeah it'll be it'll be really cool I want I want a lot of stuff from the set to be good, like Colossal. I want Togekiss to be good. I just like Togekiss as a Pokemon. I really want the <laughs> Nessa Full Art. Not necessarily a great card, but man, Nessa is my Nessa is my <laughs> aesthetic for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Nessa as well. Uh, I'm getting of that a... card in every language. I'm nice. getting it in every oh, language. Nice. Have to, have to. Speaking of aesthetics, I know I I, I feel like. In a previous episode of one of your podcasts, I heard you talking about like you know champ- champions path and pulling cards. Did you ever end up pulling that hop? I did. I pulled a hop, but I didn't really pull it for me. So I I was fortunate enough. One of our community members, Leggy uh, Nambo Kim, very nice guy, very wonderful guy, part of our community. He mm-hmm. messaged me. He he buys a lot of product. He buys a lot of product because he like opens it with his kids. He he opens it for himself. He um, he invests in Pokemon cards as well. Cool. He was like, "Hey, for your for your content, do you want to open up some of my packs that I buy?" And so I was like, "Heck yeah! Like if you send it to me, I'll open it up on the channel and I'll use it as content." And I yeah. pulled the full art hop for him nice. in the in the video, which was awesome. Cause I, I, that's my chase card. And then he actually, um, told me to keep the hop cause you know how much I wanted it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not even that expensive of a card. Like, honestly, I could have just bought it if he didn't do that. But, um, now the hop has like, it's one of, it's also one of my favorites because it was, it was, it was like a gift, you know, like yeah. I had the, I had the wonderful experience of pulling it, but then also, um, it, it sits in my heart cause it was, it was given to me. Someone. Yeah, who could have sentimental kept it? value? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's, really that's super awesome of him. Yeah, yeah, and he's sending me some vivid voltage stuff too to open up. So I'm excited to open that up because I can't buy I can't buy like boxes and boxes and boxes of content like a lot of these content creators can. Cause, yeah, because I'm poor. I'm a poor college kid, but <laughs> I try what I can. Well, I can't wait to watch you open the open up those uh, cards. Before we all go and jump off here, uh, you know, Trisha's Jake, where can everyone find you? You know, what, you know, what platforms where, you know, plug yourself away here. Just go, go at it. Oh man. What platforms am I on? Well, you can find <laughs> me on, you can find me on Twitter. That's probably where I'm most active. Cause I, uh, man, I have a very bad addiction to Twitter. I love Twitter. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things where like you got it at first and you're like, this is dumb. And then you deleted uh. it. And then you re-downloaded it, and you're like, "Man, Twitter's the best thing on earth." I can kind of relate to that. Like when we first started this, uh, Nick's like, "Yeah, you need to jump on Twitter. You know, try to you know network yourself. You know, get the word out." And I'm like, "Dude, I I've tried Twitter like when it first came out, and I was like, ah, I don't really like this." And then same thing. I, I now I'm checking it all the time. It's like, what have you done to me, Nick? 
Yeah, Twitter, Twitter's great. You can find me at Atrocious Jake on Twitter. I actually I believe it's Atrocious Jake. It is. I think I shortened it up. Yeah, I shortened it up from Atrocious Gameplay because it's just a lot. It's a lot of yeah. words. But um also you can find me on Instagram as Atrocious Gameplay. You can find me on TikTok as Atrocious Gameplay. I try to put up content over there. Um mm-hmm. right now a lot of the TCG content is through YouTube, which is Atrocious Gameplay. You can find at there. Um, I'm starting to do, I'm starting, actually, this is the inside scoop, have uh, two deck profiles of theme decks. I'm going to try to do theme deck deck profiles on Thursday because I, there's an influx of new players coming in with like Logan Paul and Logic and all these people mm-hmm. opening up Pokemon yeah. cards. Yep. So, so I think that'd be really cool. I've already had a lot of people come into like my discord and stuff like that. And they're like, Hey, yeah, love the content, newer player um what what decks do you recommend and things like that so i'm like you know what it's probably a good idea to do theme deck profiles i think that'd be really cool i don't i don't see a lot of that i see a lot of theme deck upgrades but yeah. uh but i don't see a lot of theme deck profiles so that'll be really fun to do and uh my twitch stream i get that's my main form of media so i gotta i gotta plug that uh mm-hmm. atrocious gameplay over there doing a lot of video game stuff right now because the new dlc came out for mm-hmm. sword and shield and the video games have a have a special place in my heart, so I got to play those. But uh, if you just enjoy a great community of people, you know we we love all things Pokemon. Just just feel free to head on down. All right. Well, I think that's it for us here. Thank you so much again for joining us. This was awesome. I'm you know I had a really good time talking to you about the game and and you know learning more about you too. So. No, yeah. Anytime you want to talk, or I mean, it doesn't even have to be on the podcast. Like, feel free to just message me again i just like talking about pokemon awesome i definitely will uh hit you up on that offer (laughs) (laughs) heck yeah thanks again and uh we'll see you guys later no thank you stick around if you want to listen around to atrocious jake and i talk a little bit more about the pokemon sword shield video game you like pokemon so do we do you like playing pokemon sword and shield I betcha. So why don't you come and join the Ruby T Pokemon Discord in the show notes uh, where you can actually participate in some really cool, fun, friendly, competitive monotype tournament builds. Check the show notes for more details. I'm there, and we hope to see more people there too. Real quick Def- question to follow up on that, that uh, the update. Did, did the update delete any of your data? At all when for when that came out for you, the DLC. Yeah, the new DLC. Did it, um, did you hear about this glitch going around? No, I have oh. not heard about this. Oh no. Oh good. Well, that's good because I was one of the few players. I play it casually, and uh, I was just in my first ever monotype tournament, uh, tagged uh, do- uh, doubles tournament, and mm-hmm. it deleted me all the way back to when I first captured um, the. Uh, Zamasesta or whatever is the the shield dog. <laughs> really? Yep, I lost everything. Wow. That, I've not I've heard of like data being corrupted. Yep, that happened to a bunch of my uh, uh play uh, lo- uh people that I was playing with too, so Holy cow. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Go- that, oh, it's that's right. awful. I uh, I I just play for fun anyway, so but yeah, no, that's why I'm glad to hear that it didn't affect you at all. That's good.
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on wood right now because like I don't <laughs> want that to happen. I put a lot of time into the game. Yeah. Oh geez, that would be heartbreaking, especially I, for I'm, somebody that you know does it on you know, stream all the time. I mean, like I shiny hunt and everything, so like mm -hmm. I have I have incredibly like not to toot my own horn, but like I have I have pretty rare things. So like if I lost some of that stuff, some of those sentimental values of like you know we got this at being three times over odds on stream or. You know, I, I I called that this was going to be the shiny Pokemon or like this one has a special mark that makes it. So when you throw it out, it says uh, Skeptile the Furious or something <laughs> like just these fun little things like all, most Pokemon of mine have some sort of sentimental value. Like I would probably cry. I, I'd, I'd be really upset. The only thing yeah, I did really lose upset. was uh, it, it was a Swoobat that I I because I had I had flying. So I raised this swoobat got him really powerful got him ready and then I, that's who i lost so that, see even like i'm not a huge fan of swoobat but if i take time to like grow you and battle with you like mm -hmm. i got yeah. i got some value attached i got i got some feelings man yeah 100 percent. that's <laughs> crazy Thank you again for listening to Triple P. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. You can leave us a comment or question on Twitter at PitPokeyPod or on the Triple P Facebook page. We also stream box openings online and live play at twitch.tv slash dukeofhobbies. There you can earn TCGO codes and more. If you have made or know any Pokemon artists, send us a message and we will feature an artist each episode. Gotta catch them all.